0: How do you take on a side project and actually finish it?
1: Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show.
0: And welcome back to the Command Z show. Shelby, how you doing?
1: Doing okay. I'm Here it's Friday, so
0: it is Friday. Yep. We do these on Friday so often because we're like, oh no, Monday's <laughs> coming. <laughs> we to get it <laughs> and done. We post on Mondays. Yep. Yep. That's uh, that's how we do it. It's kind of I I love the idea of like we make a bunch and just have them there, but it's kind of more exciting and. I don't know a lot more fresh when we just like yeah. do these really quick and...
1: You know, and and work gets in the way, you know, we, we
0: work does get in the way.
1: We're busy. We're busy individuals and that's okay.
0: That's true. Um, today, Shelby <laughs> is going to work. I have a very special guest today. Oh, uh, her name is Shelby Haggerton. And, uh, how you doing, Shelby? <laughs> <Just> Great. <kidding. laughs> Thank you for the introduction.
1: Um, I feel like a very special guest. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't I feel like I, I do a lot of talking, obviously. Um but let's do let's do an actual intro. If if somebody if you were to introduce yourself to somebody and say like, Oh hi, my name's Shelby and this is what I do, what would you say?
1: I guess. Um Hello, I'm Shelby Haggerton. Welcome to hello. the podcast. How's it going? Um Good. I uh I guess my 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 background, if we want to get into that, um, let's do it. I went to school for I went to film school, um, and I also have a degree in history, and kind of came out of that. And then I went into um, my MFA program at Emerson College. Um, I will be finishing that this year, which is a lot of fun in um, screenwriting. So um, MFA. Uh, perspective graduate and then I also have a background obviously in producing and writing and um, I've produced several features, um, many shorts, films, and um, also of course in, in branding and advertisement as well. But yeah, that's me.
0: Nice. I like it. Well, Shelby, I have a very important question to ask you today. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, Recently, Shelby has premiered a film that she has created. And uh, internally on the team, she's kind of shown a lot of this stuff, uh, kind of the making of. And I really want to dedicate, I guess, this, this episode to some of that process. But the big question here is, how do you... Take on a side project and and actually finish it now, so many people want to talk about side projects and they're like, "Oh, how do you have time to do them?" um It's real easy to come up with the ideas for them
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to actually finish them deserves an award in itself, usually, depending on the size of that side project but um so yeah that that's the question let's uh go go into the film a little bit let's uh. Let's understand everything and, and try to answer that.
1: Yeah. The um, the film is called Between the Lines. You can find it on, or like more information on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, if you follow me on any of those pages, I'm constantly posting. So um, yeah, but the film's called Between the Lines. And we just premiered in February, on February 21st, um, which is exactly one year uh, to the day when I announced that we were going to be going into production on this. Um, I wrote the script, I, I think it was the, kind of the fall of 2020, so we were stuck deep in quarantine and as we were kind of still, still in that stage and school's coming back on, I was um, just going to be graduating from my undergraduate school and I was applying for um, MFA programs in screenwriting and a lot of those programs require a feature. So I was like, okay, well I gotta write a feature. Um, and I was still in school, obviously, so I was still working hard doing that, and I didn't have a lot of time to write, so I ended up writing this feature in three days. So it was 84 pages, three days, did it in a weekend. I had hives. It was horrible. I don't recommend anybody do this. It was so stressful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) submitted it, and the hives instantly went away the moment I submitted it, so that was great. Um, but because it was covid This 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 film has had a a really long history of just kind of we hope that we hope that it does something Um, because it was covid and I was applying to all these programs, both Ph.D. programs and film theory and then also MFA programs. um, All of their budgets had been slashed due to covid because nobody knew anything coming out of that. You know, we were all scared and confused and nobody had any money to be able to bring any more students on. And a lot of those programs don't want to bring you on unless they think that they can give you, you know, some amount of help, especially the, um, a lot of the mi, the, the MA, PhD programs. So um, I applied to all of these programs. It had been my dream to go to grad school, and I didn't get into any of them. I applied to all these programs, didn't get into a single one. Um, a lot of them were only taking people that, you know – that had graduated from their undergraduate schools, or they had slashed everything in half, or they just weren't taking a single person. So I um, got scrappy real quick, and I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do after this? So I went and I started to work at an agency, and during that time, um, Emerson College still had their applications open, and Emerson is a top five program in, like, in screenwriting in the country, I mean they're they're incredible, and oh. after being denied obviously um, by a lot of these other schools, I didn't think that I'd probably get get into this program. But you know, I, I'm a big believer in like when it, when you get to like the bottom, you just you, you're allowed to just go a little crazy and just do what you need to do. So I applied, not thinking I was going to get in. And started to work at this other agency, and about a month after I applied, I'd kind of forgotten about it, and I ended up getting the, the email, little congratulations, the confetti rained down, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to grad school. So um, that little film had brought me there, and, or the little script, and I was very excited about that. So fast forward about a year. Um, I hadn't been in production for a while, and I was feeling a little creatively stifled with what I was doing. And I wanted to get back in. This is before I started Made by Things. Um, I announced it about three or four months before I started here. And um, I was just like not in a good place creatively, wanted to be doing more. I was still in grad school. And <clears throat> as I, I knew I was going to be going into my last year of school, just, you know, in life, um, I wanted to do something that kind of connected me to what I was doing to, to bookend that, that um that time in in graduate school so i announced that i would be making the film last february and went into production we did casting which took forever we had so many people audition um went into production last summer um did a lot of months of editing after that and then premiered the film this this february so it's been a a long long haul
0: yeah you know you I guess the the one thing, I guess two things. <clears throat> the first thing is that a lot of people have these ideas and very, very few people can actually get to the end of a side project like this. I mean, this, this probably isn't just a side project for you. This is probably something a little bit bigger than that. Um, but just for the sake of ease, oh, yeah. I'm just going to call it a side project. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think that you were able to do this when so many people can't?
1: It's hard. Um, I think that's that's the big thing is it's hard because we, we have these huge ideas, especially as creatives. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, like right now I have a million ideas at this moment of like things I want to work on. But if we just dive headfirst into every single one of them, we spread ourselves too thin and I think that's where a lot of it comes from, is we start to spread ourselves too thin, and we have too many, too many cooks. We have too many fires going on at once. You know, we can't, we can't control all of them. Um, for me, when I start a side project and I get really serious about it, um, I guess, I guess I can go through kind of my my day to day process, I suppose, um, because I work full time as a producer so it's you know eight four or five or whenever i get off and um after that i have my nightly routine of i go to a french patisserie and i have a nice little croissant and i work and then when they Sorry, go, wait, what did you
0: just say a, a patisserie, french what?
1: a french patisserie um
0: uh that I've never heard that word in my okay.
1: life. <laughs> it's it's nice that? to know that they, they have treats and, you know, desserts, and it's a little, like, bakery-type place. Um, it's a sweet shop, nice. but it's all I
0: wouldn't be surprised it. if someday you own a shop like that.
1: Oh, you know what? I would love to, and I would use it as a set all the time. I would just put <laughs> it up as, like, this, this could be used as a set. Right. Um, <laughs> anybody who knows me knows I, I love French culture, so, and a lot of the, the film is inspired by that. I love, like, the French New Wave and everything. Matt knows way too much about this. Frenchy um, wave. Yep. I'm wearing the beret today. What can I do? What can I do? Um, but uh, no, so I go to a, a French patisserie and I get myself in that mindset. And I start working. And when they close, I go to a coffee shop, like a late night coffee shop. And I just write until like 9 or 10 at night. Um, and then I decompress after that. So like every night, I spend all of my evenings just – Writing or doing production design or doing whatever it is I need to be doing during that time. Um, I try not to edit. I try to have other people edit whatever I'm doing because I don't try to stay away from that side of things so I can work on other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my a lot of my evenings and time is spent in heavy pre-production, doing things. Um, and I think that that's that's part of when you're starting a side project it, is we jump a little too head first into things um so as a part of my routine is when i'm doing a project everything is scheduled kind of out exact um especially because i'm working with things that have no budget and not a lot of time to be able to get things done in the first place so you have to be very delicate with how you delegate your time and how you spend your time in the in the first half of things before you start bringing other people onto your project. Because um, you don't want to bring people into a project and it's a mess and you don't know where you're going next. Um, so a lot of that is making sure that everything is set up perfectly so when you start bringing other people on, you already have things set up so you'll finish the project no matter what because you've done enough pre-production in the first half.
0: Nice. Um, the other thing that you say i guess whenever anytime i think about you i think about how there will be this book written either by you or about you someday and it's <laughs> going to be called get scrappy
1: honestly <laughs> that's what's what, what called
0: uh let's talk about talk about that a little bit
1: yeah i um i love the scrappy nature of things that's um part of the reason like i was so drawn to to made by things is because you know we're a small team and we're working together and we're always talking and you know there's a little bit of a scrappy nature to it because it's very authentic um I I don't think I would fit into like a like an LA Hollywood scene just because I like having that, that that greater creative control and the ability to say, okay, you know what? It's midnight, the business is finally closed. We can go and shoot and we'll just go overnight until they open again in the morning. You know, I, I like that that a little bit of the the wilder nature of get in there and get it done. And I think that that, that pushes us to to make better work because we have those constraints. Honestly, I like having those constraints because it forces you to think in ways that you wouldn't have had to otherwise, you know, and especially as a, as a writer producer, it's very different because, you know, oftentimes when people are writing, especially writing scripts, they just write anything, you know, it doesn't matter the location, you know, you could be flying across the, across the world or whatever. It's just, they just write to wherever the script needs it. I don't write like that. I write for production because I know, you know, what my, what my resources are and what I have and what's available to me. I write to be able to, to work with those things. Um, So that comes in with the scrappy nature. I write scrappy because I know that I'm going to be making this. So it comes scrappy from the beginning. Um, And a lot of that just comes with with knowing your resources and also making really good connections. Um, That's something that I've had to learn is, you know, I've got a million people. I have like my little, I call it the Rolodeck because why would I ever call it just contacts in my phone? But I have my little Rolodeck of (laughs) of people of, you know, that I can count on, that I can call up that say, you know, we're going to be doing an overnight shoot. And they're like, yeah, I'll be there because they want to be scrappy too and they want to make, they want to make art
0: there's there's a lot to that idea i well yeah let me go there first um mm-hmm. I that that's very much how i start anything that i do yeah so it's it's funny that you say that you could recognize that in our work now I, I think a lot of it had to do with like okay like in the beginning of those early years i'm like it's just me mm-hmm. like how do i do this um and especially like whenever a client would come to us and be like, "We have this much. We know it's not much, but can you make it work?" And initially, it's like, "No," but then it's like, "Well, if we did this and if we did that, like, it becomes a challenge." It does, and I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, like that's an interesting challenge." Um, you know, I, one of the projects, one of the one of the early projects was. Um, With a client that had, like, X amount of dollars. I can't remember what it was exactly. Um, And they're like, you know what? Don't, like, you don't need to do anything crazy. Like, we know it's not a lot. Like, just some some kind of video here would be cool. Like, keep it, like, some simple motion graphics, maybe. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have anything else to do (laughs) Um, at at this time. And I was like, that's... uh, this could be an opportunity here. Like maybe we could do something that looks like it's expensive, but maybe done in a cheaper way. Yep. And that, that was, I don't know, that kind of set me off on this path of like, Oh, like you can actually get like high quality stuff uh, without breaking a budget basically. And and ended up doing like this big, like 3d spot that ended up working out pretty well for him. Um But I always go back to that. I'm like, well, that was, that was fun. And even as I started to build a team, I was like, that's the kind of fun that I want to have, but with more people, like, (laughs) um, not to the, I mean, there's obviously a line whenever you have 11 full-time people on your team. Um, but, (laughs) um, like, you know, you want to, you want to pay people well, but at the same time, I'm always really transparent with everybody and honest with everybody on the team that like we have to perform above our weight class uh all the time and maybe we don't have to but like that's what i always try to do it's like okay yeah they they spent x amount of dollars on this project well let's make it look like we spent Mm -hmm. this much um and, and trying to think about things like that so so let me ask you that how did you um from a financial aspect, how did you fund this project?
1: This was rough. Um, I had a $5,000 budget total. Um, I raised 2500 and then I matched it, which is, you're not supposed to do that because it's like the number one rule is never put your own money in it. But I mean, yep. <laughs> you know, when you have nothing, you put your own money in it. Um, so I matched what we what we were able to raise. Um, I only had a goal of like, I think like 1500 so the fact that we were able to surpass that by a thousand was was pretty great. Um, yeah. So five thousand dollar budget, which is not much. A lot of it went to costuming and paying for travel and hotels. Um, so that meant we had to work with people that were okay with not getting paid upfront, and also working right. with locations that were comfortable with us just coming in and not getting paid. Um. So a lot of things are done on favors, um, and just goodwill of people. Um, actors are really great about this, I've noticed, especially around here. Obviously, I'm I'm based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I work with a lot of actors in Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota. Um, our lead actress, actually, she's from LA, and she moved to Sioux Falls. She um, she used to work. She's done everything. She's a Fight coordinator. She did fight coordination in like China for a year on some films. Um, she used to work with Marvel. She's like an insane person, and then she joined my film because. And you know, you would think you'd have to pay this person a lot of money, but we got very lucky because she hadn't done. She really wanted to find a, a piece where she could do like a lot of dramatic acting, and you know, kind of explore that other side of herself as an actress. And she hadn't been given that, been given that opportunity and we were willing to bring her on and, and, and do those things. And she's a fantastic actress, you know, she's trained, she's great, but because she does fight coordination, they just never put her in those roles. So we were able to kind of say, okay, well, we'll give you this opportunity. It's something very different. And she's able to give us a fantastic performance that we can pay her later for once we get distribution deals. Um, so a lot of that, I guess, if we go into the financial aspect, we do POD, which is paid on distribution. Um, so everyone who was involved in the film, if the film gets sold, they all get paid, which is usually how that works. Right. Um, and it's great, too. It it, it really kind of creates, um, I know we don't like to use this, but like it creates a very family dynamic on set. We call it the film fam. and We're all kind of in it together. We're all there. Right not because we think that we're going to get money or you know anything like that it's because we all think that we're going to create something that's important that's good and we all want to kind of be together in this movement um to create good art in a space that you know doesn't always like allow for you to be able to create good art um so that was nice a lot of goodwill for our locations Locations are difficult because there there were some places that wanted us to pay, and we just found other alternatives that were okay with us being able to like give them advertisement. Basically, um, everyone who is involved in the film gets mentioned in the credits. Uh, when I do press, I make sure I mention everyone involved, all of the locations, everyone who was great to us. You know, we shot in this this book circle or the, this bookstore, which is Full Circle Bookstore, um, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nice. There you go. There's my plug. Um, but when we when we shot there, I had written the script with the intention of shooting in this bookstore, um, and they were great. They were awesome. The the guy who runs the store, he went to film school. He understood, you know, our what we were doing and what our what our mission was, and he let us shoot there whenever they were closed, which which worked out really great. But, I mean, he did that all with just you know goodwill and knowing that. We would do a good job, and you know we wouldn't slander the store or anything like that. And we were able to create something, create something great there. And I got to be able to work in the in my dream location.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> love it. That
1: comes into writing Scrappy from the from the get go. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, it's it's just funny when you talk about like that kind of that financial aspect. Like it becomes part of the creative process. Mm-hmm. Like, it becomes another one of the, I don't know, pieces of the creative framework that you have to work within. Yep. And, you know, if you had a million-dollar budget, it's going to be different than a $5,000 budget. And, like, the decisions that you make. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think that's one of the coolest things. That, that's... Whenever I do, like, side projects now, almost all of them involve money in some way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I just... I love the idea of... I, everybody likes money, right? But like, <laughs> I I love the validation that comes with that. I, I've yeah. probably talked about this on another episode before. But when when people part ways with their money, there's no greater compliment in this world. Yeah. Because this is something that they truly value. So compliments saying this is cool. Like that's, that's good. Um, But when people actually pay for something, that's, that's the ultimate sign of a compliment. So mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of my side projects and stuff like that just have to do with that financial side of things because it's like, well, is this an idea that's worth sticking around? If not, I'm fine with it. I'll go to the next one. But if, is this an idea that people are actually getting into like, well, that's, that's fun. Let's, let's do that. Um, So like, like for me, it's uh, I did, so making Midwest was probably the first thing where I'm like, well, let's charge for tickets. And if people show up, this is something that they care about. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take it a step further then you know, and I'll just keep taking a step further as long as people keep showing up. Um, from there it was the game of creativity. So, you know, having an idea for a game and then being like, okay, well, if I can raise $3,000, I can actually get these things printed. So let's see if it's worth anything. Um, you know, I have plenty of ideas that I put out there in the world that don't raise any money at all. Most people don't hear about them or know about them. I don't, I don't mind. To me, it's just like, oh, okay. Like I, I get it. Like that, to me, that's constructive criticism. Like if nobody like buys into your idea. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess I bring up all those things. I'm, I'm curious, like how, how may I think of the perfect way to word this question? Um, You would have made this movie with zero dollars. Yep. Correct? Yeah. Um, It was going to get made no matter what. Right. And I think that's one of the really special things about this that is pretty obvious. And I think probably advice to other people is like, if there is an idea out there that you're like, I don't care if this succeeds or fails, I'm going to do it. When you find those things, then you know that you have an idea really really worth pursuing and it has a lot higher potential to be able to finish um cuz again there's there's so many people that just they have all the ideas in the world but they can't finish the ideas mm-hmm. they can get started with it get excited about it for a day or two and that's not always the worst thing ever right like i do that same thing like i'll get really excited about an idea and i'll write about it for 2 days and I'm like, well, if it's still there after a while, then it's probably something for me to pursue. But if it goes away, cool. I'm happy with it just being an idea in my book. Um, my wife always gets annoyed by this sometimes, I think. Because I'm like, I'm like, here's what we're doing next. <laughs> she's like, will you just stop for a while? Like, no. Um, but she's she's really good about just saying like, well, if you did that, then how would you do this? Uh, I'm like, you well, know. Yeah, I probably couldn't do all of these things. Huh? <laughs> um, so I, I go through these periods where I'll like start, uh, probably three projects at the same time. And I think my, my curse is that I will finish every one of them. Yep. <laughs> I, d- I have a hard time abandoning a project. So it's kind of like, it's a good and bad thing. It's bad because now I have three projects that are stressing me out that I don't have any business doing all of them. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Um, But at the same time, yeah, you kind of have to deal with that where it's like, maybe there were signs that you should have stopped this thing, but you just didn't take any of them. You just kept going anyway.
1: Well, I mean, I'm right now, I mean, I'm finishing my MFA. I just finished this this script. So I'm currently in school, just finished my my film, working on distribution and um, festival stuff, starting another feature right now in the pre-production process. And then I've already got plans and I'm already working on an outline for another script for that I'm going to write this summer. So it's like, there's so many, so many things, but you just have to know how to balance your time. So I, I agree. It's like, no matter what, it's going to get done. But, you know, we just have lots of ideas all at once.
0: Let me ask you this. Maybe this is too personal, but mm-hmm. what are the things that you sacrifice to be able to have the time to do these things?
1: Okay, that's a good question. Um, I think of... so. I think it's interesting because when you're talking about like how if somebody's willing to give up their money, that's the highest compliment. I think of it more as time. I think of time as the greatest currency for me because I have none. So if I have other people willing to give up their time to work on a project with me, that's the big, that's the biggest compliment in the world. Because, you know, nobody has any time. Nobody has time to spare. So if right. they're willing to give me right. some of it, that's that's the best thing that somebody can do. So when I have actors or I have crew or I have, you know, somebody just willing to sit down and watch the film for an hour and a half, that means the world to me. Um, right. I sacrifice a lot <laughs> to work on things. Um, I'll let my house, like, totally be destroyed for a little bit just to be able to <laughs> – <laughs> Just to be able to get things done. Um, And that's something you have to prioritize, you know, is sometimes the laundry piles up. Sometimes the dishes don't get cleaned immediately because you've got a lot going on. Um, You know, I try to balance those things the best I can, but the weekends are a good time to be able to get those things done. And during the week, I just work. Um, And it's not always the best, you know, work-life balance in the world. And you get stressed. But I also stay up until like 2 a.m. every night and try and work on more of the personal things in the evening. Um, so I really just don't sleep. I think the biggest thing is I sacrifice sleep. That's, that's a big thing. Just rest. Yeah. So it's just unhealthy. It's the worst question ever because I'm just yeah. unhealthy.
0: <laughs> but like, I think I appreciate the honesty, first of all. Uh, second of all, me personally, like I never, I never would have done that like i'm not the kind of person that can work on things till two o'clock in the morning it just it stresses me out way too much um but at the same time i think if you know yourself well enough which at this point i would think that you do then it's pro- i assume that's your dog was my
1: dog. i'm sorry he yawned
0: <laughs> no, <it's fine. laughs> um i <laughs> just wanted to make everyone know that was a dog it's a dog <laughs> um and uh oh no i don't know where i was now oh you
1: don't you don't work till 2 a.m oh,
0: <laughs> right but like i guess that's the thing is like you don't necessarily need to work till two o'clock in the morning but if you know yourself and if you're fine with it mm-hmm. then go for it yeah um i i think it's a very slippery slope and you have you have to be very careful walking that tight rope yep but it's also not something that you have to do forever. You can decide one day, I'm going to stop doing that now. And I think that's the other thing that people have like an issue with is like, there. there's a lot of conversation about work-life balance. And I am strongly on board of the whole, make sure you're putting the right amount of time into the life part. Yeah. I say that, but... When I was in college and even probably the five years after it, it was it was work. Work every day. Uh, once you get home from work, work some more. Yep. Eat some dinner, work some more. Now, it didn't feel like work to me. It was something I enjoyed doing. It was much more of a hobby. Yep. So I think that's kind of where the difference is. If If it feels like work and you feel like you have to do it at 2 a.m., now you're in this little self-made prison mm-hmm. that can be a really dangerous place. Um, but at the same time, like you said, you, you only have so much time. When are you going to do these things? Yeah. Something is going to have to be sacrificed. That sounds kind of weird how I said it, We're kind of <laughs> ominous. <laughs> you will ha- you will have to sacrifice something <laughs> or someone. <laughs> Don't sacrifice people. Anyway, um, I think that especially people that are younger it's like oh no i don't want to sacrifice anything it's like oh yeah you can make that decision you don't have to sacrifice anything like let's be clear about that you don't but if you want something that is very very difficult to get or complete you will have to do things that other people don't do or do things that other people don't do i don't know either one you get what i'm saying and uh like if the the success that I feel like I've had all comes from looking back on those years mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, I'm really thankful I did that at this point. No, I don't stay awake till, I mean, I mm-hmm. rarely work past five o'clock PM mm-hmm. um, at the same time. Like I'll also, if I'm just kind of sitting around doing nothing, I might answer an email here and there, but I don't feel like I have to if a client at nine o'clock PM says like, Oh no, where we need this file. Like, Oh, that's, we'll look at that in the morning. Um, or we just look at it in the morning either way. Like, I don't know. It's, it's real easy to get caught up in the demands of other people. But I think that to me, that's what work-life balance is, is just understanding what's your problem and somebody else's problem. And maybe that sounds bad but
1: no 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 I, I completely agree with that. And I also think too it's knowing your own schedule and when you want to answer certain questions or when you want to engage in some things um, because for me it's like I, I try to balance it's like okay well once I clock out that's that mindset stays over here right you know this mm-hmm. is this was me when I was working that mindset's over here. I will pick that mindset back up in the morning. Now my mindset is I'm writing and I'm doing something else and I'm working on on this new thing. And if you, you know, they say if like you, you love your work, you don't work a day in your life, but it's kind of a lie because you're still working, you know, and there's always going to be stressful days no matter what. Mm -hmm. And even if it is on a side project, you're still going to be stressed out. You know, they say every single project, it's, it's the whole, um, I can't think of his name right now, but it's the whole thing of, of every project breaks you, you know, there'll always be a breaking point in a project um yeah so even if you don't consider it work there'll still be that moment where it feels like work um and for me i i don't think about when i'm writing or when i'm working on my side projects as work i think about it as life so my work-life balance that is my life and i like that um and that's something that i've very purposely done for myself because i just enjoy i enjoy creating and i enjoy making things and i I enjoy the, the rush and the scrappiness. That's, that is life to me. Um, and I think that's kind of a decision if, if you want to focus more on like, okay, you know, after I get done with work and I want to go home and I want to watch TV, I want to turn my brain off. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's fine. That's totally cool. You know, but that's just something that, you know, as people and as creatives, we just have to make those decisions and you just, you figure that out for yourself as you make those, those schedules for yourself. And you don't have to stick to the same thing for your whole life, you know? You can do right. that. You can work till 2 a.m. and then decide one day you're just not going to do it anymore. I can't imagine myself doing that. But, I mean, in a year from now, who knows what my brain will be like, you know?
0: Right. I, I think for me, it was probably around the time when I started having kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they say it would happen. And you're like, meh, nah, not worried about it. But then, I don't know, everything, everything changes. Everything yeah. that you thought was right before is now different. It is like this little switch. Um, not to say that it's like better or worse, but it is, it is, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, side projects are not supposed to be stressful. Yeah. And if it is stressful, then there's probably something broken with the process I I would think like either it's something that you just don't care enough about. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, go ahead, abandon it. Go on to the next thing. Um, I I don't know. Like, I I guess that's what I always kind of go to. It's like people will always say like, how do you find the time to do side projects? That's, that's probably my number one asked question Um, for whatever reason. I I don't know. Um, And it's such a tough thing to answer because it's like, well, you just get in the habit of, having a project that's always going on and you just, you work on that thing like it's work. Um, I mean, in in my to-do list every single day, I mean, it's a little bit different for me probably as a business owner, but you know, I have things related to the business, but I also have things that are equally important that are not business related in there. So things like run, meditate, um, to like create a, plan for this other project like all that stuff gets in the list and it's all equal it all needs to get done Mm -hmm. um you know there's times where i might spend zero minutes on like a side project um for instance today like on my to-do list uh we are wrapping up kind of our first session of make create club And I'm trying to identify all the things that went good and things that went bad to be able to iterate on this, to be able to make it something special one day. Mm -hmm. So it's on my to-do list to spend some time working through that. And like, no, it's not related. I mean, it's somewhat related to made by things, but it's also not. um, I mean, I still like keep my Slack open, answer any messages that are going in. But for me, that's kind of. I don't know. It's, that's that's the important part. Is that if you have a to-do list, yes, you can prioritize those things. But maybe it's just this sort of compounding effect when you make a little bit of progress on a side project every single day or every couple of days. You eventually get to the point where again, it feels it feels unnatural to to not do that thing. Yep. So you almost have to trick yourself in a way. <laughs>
1: This is this is our therapy session. This is how I refer to the fantasy show. Um, so, yeah. as part of our therapy session, I um, I tend to think of like when I'm working on my side projects as like a little bit of an, an escape. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also how I use writing as as an escape. It's like a place that I go to that's very different. Um, so, when you're not visiting that other world every day, you start to miss it. You know, and that other little project, it doesn't matter if you are writing or if you're working on make create or, you know, whatever you're doing, it's it's another little world that you're visiting for for just a little bit during the day, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, hours of of time spent in that thing. It can just be a few minutes, but it's nice to just be able to to dip yourself into that other space for just a little while and escape from whatever else you're doing in your day because I, I think it helps. For me, it's therapeutic because it's just that little reminder of, I have these other things going on and these other things are important to me and they mean a lot to me. And I wanna be able to spend a little bit of time with whatever I've built over here, whether it be you know working with my characters and how they're doing and how I feel about them in a the script, whether it's doing costuming design, and I just wanna be able to think about that. Um, or checking in on edits and just seeing how things are looking, just that little, just those few moments each day to be able to check in on that other world and that other space that I've created, because it, it is nice. It's a nice little a little place to go.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, let's do uh, let's do some final thoughts here. Yeah. And you just kind of gave something that sounded awful lot like final thoughts, That's but final let's thought. uh, let's yeah. hear some more.
1: Um, no, for for me the the side project thing that's kind of what keeps me going all the time. Um, it keeps me creatively feeling very, very secure. Um, and I like, like I said, I like having that place to go. And when you, when you go there every day, I mean, you're kind of, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to have a finished project if you just are willing to put that time in all the time. And if you have that I was talking about pre-production, if you have that planning at the beginning of some sort of goal where you want to take this project and what you want to do with it, have that goal in the beginning of knowing this is where I want to end up with this world. Um, And I would say too, because this is something that I struggle with, is knowing when the project is done and when to let go of that world. I think that's, that's something that people really struggle with when trying to end a side project or when they try to complete it because... They get so used to it and they, you know, they want to go in and make a million changes all the time and, you know, it's never really done. It's okay to say that it's done. It's okay to move on to something else and say, this is, this is finished. I've completed this. I'm done with it. I'm releasing it to the world and call it a day and move on to the next thing. Um, And it can be hard and there's a little bit of a grieving process, I think, for some people. At least there is for me. And, you know, but it's okay and... It's something that you can say that this is all right and I'm, I've finished it and I'm proud of it.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Um, I would, my final thoughts here uh, are kind of off of what you just said about needing a goal. Mm-hmm. I think the other reason, I guess the reason that in general people just struggle with the discipline to be able to finish anything Is because of a lack of a goal. Mm -hmm. We're talking about side projects, but this is also like working out, going to the gym, reading more, like whatever things that people want to do more. Think of all the New Year's resolutions, losing weight, whatever. They miss one really important part of it, and that's to be very specific about what your goal actually is because in those days where things just don't feel good or you don't feel like working on something at least you can turn to that goal and and say like okay this is why i'm doing this like let's remember remember why this is important to do <clears throat> and it again sometimes it needs to take that priority over everything mm-hmm. it it might need to take the priority over a loved one this is not something that anybody else has ever said. And I struggle to say it myself, but it's true. Yep. That we sometimes need to put we don't we don't need to. We we never need to, right? Let me be clear about that. But we have the choice. if we want Yeah, we have the choice. If we want to do something special, if we want to complete something that's really difficult, the sacrifices are Sometimes big. Again, they don't have to be permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, not saying that you need to, like, again, kill somebody over. <laughs> <laughs> it's either it's either you kill somebody or get this project done. Um, you, you, in that case, just to be clear, you say bye to the project. Um, <laughs> but I just... I think that if you were to say something like it's temporary, like we see it all the time in like movies with like the, the the creatively b- blocked writer that needs to go to a certain place and they can't think and their family's annoying the bejesus out of them. Like we see that kind of stuff. And it might be, a, it might be tough, especially if you have a family of some kind mm-hmm. to, to have a side project, but I guess what I would say in those cases is everybody needs to be on board. At that point, it's not a decision just you are making. It's a decision that the whole family might be making of like, Hey, I'm doing this for the next three months between these hours. And it might be tough. Again, this isn't something you just tell somebody it's something you have a conversation about, but, and I, I think for me, that's kind of, that's how I try to be with my wife. Sometimes the, Slips through the cracks a little bit, but at the same time, it's like okay. Like when I started teaching for Make Create Club, mm-hmm. I made sure she understood. Like, hey, at every Tuesday at five. Like I'm usually done at five, but between five and six, I'm thinking about teaching. How would that? How would you feel about that? And she's like, Yeah, sounds good. So I'm like, Great. Like now that makes sense. So it's it's not not necessarily asking for permission, but there just there needs to be an agreement between everybody if you're gonna do something like that.
1: I, I always say like, sur- surround yourself with your people that understand, you know? And that can be so hard to find people who, who really get it and understand and understand your process and respect your process. Um, right. You know, just being able to have those conversations, it's hard. And I tell everybody that it's it's okay to be a little selfish. And I know we've had that conversation before, but it is, it's okay to be a little selfish you know if you have something that's really important to you it's okay and the people that really love you and understand you they'll get it they'll support you with it and those are the people you need to surround yourself with the people that will support you even in some of your some of your your crazier creative times and that's okay you know but that comes with having good interpersonal relationships
0: it it really does there's so many scenarios that you can't really come up with a perfect solution for all of them but Again, like, you know, if you are like, well, okay, well, it's either this or I stop hanging out with friends, not saying that you can't have relationships with people and have friends, but there might be a time where it makes more sense for you to work on your project than it does to go out drinking with people or partying or even just getting dinner with people. Like, I don't know, like those, again, I'm not saying those things aren't important, but everything has a priority at a different moment. Mm -hmm. And if, if a side project gets shifted all the way down on your list of priorities, it's not getting done. Um,
1: I mean, if you have friends that don't respect that either, and the fact that sometimes your priorities are going to change, maybe find better friends, honestly. I mean, because that's a part of being a good friend and being a good partner is to just be able to, Understand where where the other person is and what they need at that time.
0: Right. I know. I said that we're doing final thoughts here, but that for me that was the biggest jump from high school to college. Mm-hmm. In high school, nobody got it. Nobody nope. understood. But then, whenever went to college, surrounding myself with those people that were just like me, I'm like, wow. We just we our way of hanging out was they bring your computer over and work on stuff. We'll work on stuff at the same time. Yes. Like that was, that was it. And that was fun. we never, we didn't talk. Sometimes we would have a conversation, but it was like, let's work on this. Let's figure some, some of this stuff out. And like, meanwhile, we hear like their downstairs roommates are partying and it's like the floor is like just the base is shaking the whole house, but we're just click, 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 click. <laughs> uh, like that to me, that was, um, that was a really special time. And, um, it has uh, that has done more for me than school itself probably ever did was just getting around those right people that can help support whatever that project is
1: that's honestly so big in this though i know yeah we're doing final thoughts but like having making those connections as i swear when i was um i i'm friends with like all production people or writers you know people that are like in that same game as me um you know when i was at, at emerson we have um you 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 go to uh, the the campus because it's, it's a remote program so you go to the the boston campus and you go to the la campus at the beginning of each semester and it's such a it's such a different experience because you're with people you know that are all in the exact same program as you you're all feeling the exact same stress and there's that little connection of everyone just sitting alone together in a room writing and you're all working on, you know, similar projects and you're all kind of in that same space. And that connection, that is so worthwhile because, you know, just being around people who really truly get it and understand where you're coming from. Those, those are going to be the people that stick with you and stick beside you when you're trying to finish your side project. And you're stressed and you need somebody to, to help push you forward. Those are the people that are going to be there for you.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Uh, another good one in the books. Thank you, Shelby, for uh, sharing all this stuff. Anytime. Uh, It's good stuff. All right. That's all we got uh, to everybody out there in Command Z land. Thanks for listening. Um, If you have any questions, let us know. And I love you. Bye.
1: The Command Z Show is created by Made By Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdc.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.